0: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
1: Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara?
0: Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Fiorelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear, and his current stand-up special is called It's Scary in Here. It's available for you free on YouTube. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere.
1: Sounds like it could be funny.
0: Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back.
1: I am so glad you are here because we are all we have. I'll explain in a minute. My guest in the ADD interview is the star of Barn Fine Hunters on Haggerty's YouTube channel. And his new book is called Secrets of the Barn Fine Hunter. And his name is Tom Cotter. And I want to welcome everyone from our Talk to Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join the conversation. And our superfan shout-out is for Kevin Say hi to Kevin, everybody. Okay, this is where I have to explain. It's just you and me. Alex is very busy with the creatures. Uh, Mark is at the Grand Canyon. Yes, Uh, I spoke to him the other day. He says he's having a good time. He sent me a picture. He's wearing a sun hat, shorts, and he has these, like, Madonna gloves with no fingers. He's hiking around, and he told me there's squirrels the size of dogs there, so... We'll hear the story when he comes back. And Phil is still adrift, although he did send us this message. Hey, everybody, it's Phil. Just wanted to give you a personal shout out because all you get from Adam are goofy sound bites with me yelling. Oh, my God! All right, that was me. Mark's in the Grand Canyon this week. He'll be back. I'm floating around on a ship. I will be back at some point. Just wanted to let you know I miss you guys, and I love you, and uh, I'll see you real soon. Show me your ding. Sorry, I can't help myself. So it's you and me, and we're going to talk about cars. There's a great little show on Haggerty's YouTube channel called Barn Fine Hunters. The episodes are about 15 minutes long, and they're great. Tom Carter's a real car guy. And he goes all over the place looking for cars and he finds really cool cars and he finds even better stories. That's what I really like about the show. There was a lady Nellie in Texas that had a 57 bathtub Porsche. It was in a garage under tablecloths and blankets held down by clothespins. Hasn't been driven since her husband died. She was in heavy debt and in danger of losing her house. Tom showed up and the story takes a turn. I was really had a good time with Tom, and I really want you guys to enjoy this. So you guys listen to this. Uh, there is no seeing you on the other side because it's just me, and I've seen my back end. Let's put it this way. It's not my best feature. I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. Mount up.
2: You're listening to the Adam Ferrara podcast. This is 30 minutes. You'll never get back.
0: I'm mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I got some stand updates for you guys. Tonight, October 6th, I am at the Gilmore Car Museum. Tomorrow night, October 7th through October 9th, I am at the Chicago Improv. And October 14th and 15th, I'm the Draft House in Arlington, Virginia. October 20th through the 22nd, I am at Comics Roadhouse at the Mohegan Sun Casino. And October 29th, I am at the Cheswick Theater in Pennsylvania. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link. And as always, if you can make any of these gigs, please come up after the show, because I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right, pack it up and go on, get out of here. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird. My guest this week is the host of Barn Find Hunters on Haggerty's YouTube channel, which has over 2 million subscribers. He's an author, a car guy who travels the country in a 39 Ford Woody wagon to rescue old, neglected, abandoned cars. And he will be the first one to tell you it's not the car. It's the story. His new book is called Secrets of the Barn Fine Hunter. He's a fellow Long Islander, which means he's familiar with Adventureland, Dairy Barn, Hot Rod Burger King on Deer Park Avenue. And he (laughs) recommends driving fast Mondays through Thursdays. And his AC Cobra got his roof ripped off by a black bear. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's
3: Tom Cotter. How are you, my friend? Thank you, Adam. Good. Good talking about a place that knows how to make good pizza and good bagels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's home. Strong Island, baby. I'm from Huntington. Where are you from? Holbrook exit 61 oh, okay you're out east yeah
3: yeah
1: it was a great place to grow up um the night the thing I, I remember vividly what got me in the cars one it was my dad Tom my dad could fix anything my job whenever we worked on cars was to hold the light that that yeah. was the peak of my <laughs> mechanical ability
3: god forbid if you move that light Ooh. oh I was gonna get the light out of my
1: eyes okay fine and then you'd hear, ping, now a brake spoon hit the ground. What are we going to do? I, was, I don't know. How about disc brakes? Um, so, uh, yeah. So, what I will tell you vividly, the car that just blew my mind was on, uh, I think it was Cross Bay Boulevard in Queens. I turned the corner. There was a 63 split window coupe. It was silver. And I remember I was sitting in the plumbing truck with my dad. And I went, daddy, it's a spaceship. And he started explaining cars to me.
3: Wow. Huh. Yeah, what was the first one that you went? Wow. Well, the first one I went—it was I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ten years, ten years old, and cobras were being built. But I, like, I didn't know what a cobra was, right? And I went to Nakoma's elementary school in the St. School District, and a friend of mine gave me a book cover because he knew I liked cars, and the book cover was like these sports cars. It had Lotus, it had Jaguar, it had Aston Martin and Ferrari, but there was a car on that book cover and it was called a cobra and Mm -hmm. from that moment it became the kind of the carrot that hung in, in front of my face i knew that if i could somehow achieve a cobra in my lifetime i made it and uh 22 years ago i bought one and you met carol shelby oh a number of times in fact i drove my cobra across the united states i bought it in california drove it back to north carolina where i moved to and uh shelby heard about it and he came up to me and says that's what i'm talking about i didn't build no damn trailer queens and uh you know it, it started me thinking like wow maybe i'm not the only one that likes to drive their cobra so i started doing tours and now i put on an annual tour anywhere in the united states for huh, for for cobra guys the the two rules are this you have to own a real cobra and okay. you can't be an asshole
1: Ha! <laughs> I like that. I love both those rules. But there's only if I remember correct, check me because, you know,
3: I don't. I think there was only like a thousand originals made. Nine ninety eight total of two sixties, two eighty four twenty sevens. Yep. You step by two. OK, I sat I
1: sat in the original 62 at the New York Auto Show. I'm walking down the New York Auto Show. We just started doing Top Gear. Scott Black, who became a, a, a very good friend of mine, yep. is, uh, he does he's PR for Shelby, right? And I he's know, like, yep. would you like to sit in it? I'm like, oh, yeah, I get in the thing. Tom, I'm terrified. I'm like, get the picture before I break something. Get the picture before I break something. So I got my I got my picture taken. It. I got out and I posted it, and I got a a, a, a tweet back from Carol Shelby. Says, "Get your damn ass out of my car." <laughs> oh, it's
3: funny. Yeah, and that <laughs> yeah. car. I think that car sold for 11 million, which I really think was undervalued because you know if that were the first Ferrari ever built, yeah, it would have it sold for you know 50 million. Yeah, and. I don't know. I don't know. There was no respect there. I agree. That car was history. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about
1: your show is like you said, the stories are what's important. I forget the lady's name, but she was in Texas. She had a bathtub Porsche, I think. And, uh, I remember watching it and I'm almost crying. Cause she didn't have money for to pay her bills. And you were so kind in the car.
3: Do you remember this? It is the most significant program I've ever done. And, uh, You know, we, we found it. Her husband had died of ALS Mm -hmm. years earlier. It was sitting in the garage and she had it underneath like towels and bed covers and tablecloths. It was, it was neat as a pin. Mm -hmm. And she was going to lose the house. And uh, her son called me and said, you know, is there any way you can help me? Um, uh, my mother is going to lose the house. Is there any way you can help me sell this car? And I went down there and I met her and I just, she showed me her wedding dress the pictures for the wedding. I mean, just, she was crying. Mm-hmm. I was crying. Holy mackerel. And so we took it to Hershey Hershey, the, the RM auction at Hershey is known for selling uh, preserved cars. Mm-hmm. And we brought it there and it was, you know, 125, 150,000, 175, 200, 225, 250. And she looks up and he's, she said, he's still looking over. Him. <laughs> and then she's hanging on my shoulder. And it sells, I think, for three and a quarter, 325000 and And she's crying. It's like the whole place stood up and clapped. I mean, it, it was it was made for TV. Sadly, there was no TV cameras there.
1: Right. I saw you sitting at the kitchen table with her. I was like, oh. ah, yeah. thinking to myself, all right, when I get you on the show, I want to ask you your story. So tell me your
3: car story. Ah, oh, boy. You know, as a kid growing up in Long Island, um, it's not really a, a, a automotive center. So like mm-hmm. I, I live. No, it's not. It's it's, it's not at all. Right. <laughs> I, I lived vicariously through reading car magazines that were all based in California, you know, and I figured, well, the, the, the guys my age in California, teenagers and in the 20s, they had beautiful girls, they had surfing, they had Coors beer, mm-hmm. which is, wound up being no big deal. And they had great cars. And so I, I wanted to be a West Coast guy that, stuck on the east coast uh so the first car i bought was for 25 bucks it was a 1940 ford convertible because lumpy on leave it the beaver drove one man what a cool you know and i grew up in front of the tv set yeah and and so i was easily influenced and then the second car i bought that was that was i was 14 i bought that car when i was 15 i bought the woody that i drive on the show i found that next to a barn on wicks road in brentwood Mm -hmm. and uh a surfer owned it and his i knocked on the door and his mother said uh yeah he wants to sell it because he just bought a bread van doesn't need the woody anymore so it was 300 bucks my dad didn't have the money to give me i didn't have 300 dollars, so i borrowed it from a woman i did landscaping work for on weekends washed the car trimmed the hedges and she loaned it to me and i worked it off over the summer and that's the car i have today you know i was that was a long time ago yeah, that's great. But
1: the thing, the thing I love about the car and what you said in the book is you need an interesting car to talk to interesting people. So you're driving a conversation piece.
3: You know, I I once a month, I'm on the road for a week with the camera mm-hmm. crew and we're right. shooting videos. And you know that everybody who passes that house sees the Camaro under the carport mm-hmm. and everybody knocks on the door. It's not for sale and the conversation is over. But if if I pull in a Woody, suddenly that guy with the Camaro He wants to look at my car as much as I want to look at his car. And he invites you in for some iced tea. And before you know it, you know, the camera crew's out. He's being interviewed. So it's an icebreaker. And, you know, not everybody can have an interesting car. But if you do and you're hunting for cars, my suggestion is to drive it. Yeah. That's
1: even like when you said Long Island wasn't a car. It wasn't. It wasn't. I I had the Joe the Joe Oldham the Hot Rod magazines. That's what we would get oh, on, yeah. va- on vacation. And I got to meet I got I got to uh, I got to meet Joe. So that before he passed away, that was that was really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But one of the things we would do is you could always get a conversation started. Just pick the hood up on the car. Some guy's going to come by. I go. What do you think it is? Right. <laughs> Just point.
3: <laughs> so someone's going to show up. Yeah. yeah. So people say, "What's your best find?" And I I have to always say. You know the the discovery is one thing, mm-hmm. the car, but the story to me is the is the more endearing uh, find. And you know I've found now probably five real Cobras, mm-hmm. uh, four four small blocks, one four twenty seven, two Ferraris, uh, a number of Panteras. I mean, cars are something, but. You know, like this. Some just have no stories, and, and but you'll come across like you know a Falcon convertible that somebody got in high school. His aunt bought it new and gave it to yeah. him, and that suddenly that becomes the gold mine. What was the What was the wagon you got? The one of one with the manual transmission? How do you like that? It was uh, I was up in uh, right outside of Dearborn, Michigan. I guess it was around Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. and I followed up a lead that this guy had moved from. Ann Arbor to New York city to Manhattan. And, you know, he had to get rid of his cars and he was a big collector of seven liter Ford galaxies, 427, four twenty eight Ford galaxies. Those <laughs> uh, Cylinders are like coffee cans, a seven liter. Unbelievable. And, um, so he, apparently he had a, a wagon. I said, wow, that would be, cool." Well, I didn't know how to four speed in it. So anyway, mm-hmm. I caught cont- a contact the guy. He's in New York city. He calls a friend. The friend comes to the storage building, opens it up. Oh, my God. It's a 67 Ford Country Squire, wood side, you know, fake wood siding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got the, the seats in the back, way in the back. Was that the one that had the seats on the side, not the ones that yeah. face back? Yeah. yeah. The side.
1: I've I yeah. seen that when I was a kid. I forget who had one. I was like, this is amazing. You're not going to throw up out the
3: back window. Ha. Yep. And so the story is the guy uh, wanted to buy a muscle car. All his friends are buying you know, GTOs and four, four twos. And, and he wants a muscle car like the rest of his friends. He lives in Ohio. Mm-hmm. His wife says, you're buying a wagon. We have three sons. You know, you need to, <laughs> you need to take him to the little league games. You need to take him camping. you better buy a wagon. So he goes to the Ford dealership and it's uh, just before Christmas, 1966. And he says, okay, here's the deal. This is what I want. I want a big block of the four speed. They said, you can't have it. And so th- this is pre-computer days. You could match up things that work. Like I worked at a Ford dealership for a while, so like you could get a three ninety with a automatic mm-hmm. or you get a two eighty nine with a three speed on the column, but you couldn't get a four twenty eight with a four speed. And so he left, and the, you know it's just before Christmas. And be, having worked at a Ford dealership, I can tell you that before nobody's buying cars three days before Christmas. Right. And the dealership called him back and said, we're gonna we're gonna make it run at this." And they, they called and worked their way up the ranks. And a young executive ha, named Lee Iacocca uh, approved it. And that guy got a one-of-one one car. Iacocca said, you know what? Why not? Why can't we build it? We build convertibles. We build sedans. Why not a wagon? So he got it. Wow. Is that cool? That's amazing. Well, even when I, when I, when I was watching it, I
1: was, that had that
3: long throw. That was oh. just looked like fun to shift, man. So I drove. I, so I drove that around the country, uh, you know, doing barn Fine hunter shows. I don't have it. I sold it. I just. I did. You know, I sold a bunch of cars. I just had too many. But when you drove that car, you were either the coolest dude on the road, mm-hmm. or children don't look at man's homeless. You know? <laughs> so you know, you had to be have a pretty strong personality to handle it. But, you know, I, I, I drove it once out to McPherson college in Kansas. I'm mm-hmm. um, on the board out there. So <laughs> I had a long board on the roof, you know, yeah. I had a, a ten, 10 foot surfboard on the roof and I go to a gas station in you know, in Kansas, I, I said, are there any waves around, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, it, like everybody's got a Volkswagen story. Everybody has a Mustang story and everybody seems to have a Ford country squire story.
1: Yeah, those were the, those were the minivans when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. Those were the, the, the those were the cars that you know everyone piled in, and they had the tailgate that was it came down to put in cargo, and it, it came off to the side for personnel. You're good. You're yeah. good.
3: That's right. Yep.
1: What was the Ford? Wasn't there a Taurus? Was it the, the original H, uh, SHO that had a bench seat and a, and a manual in it? Yep.
3: Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. I never had one. I had I had a what did I have? oh I had a, a Taurus station wagon with a five speed, but it had a four cylinder in it. Mm. Really odd car. And I, I wanted to make an SHO wagon out of it, but I never got around to it. But um, yeah, Taurus, that, that was a Yamaha produced uh, engine. Amazing engine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That thing, that, that thing was pretty, it was pretty tough for for me. that That car was pretty tough. You know, that's why I flipped out when Caddy came out with the wagon and a manual transmission. The CTS with the wagon, yeah, that was like, ah, oh, I got to get one of
3: those. So my son, uh, he, he's the uh, product manager for AMG in the United States. So mm. you know, when he comes home for the weekend, he's got like a seven hundred horsepower station wagon. It's it's so much fun.
1: I drove I drove an AMG wagon up Pikes Peak when we did Top Gear, and as as we're running out of air, the turbos it just, yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> choking, and then I got air sickness on the way back. So wow, yeah, that was that. That, doing that show, you know, I mean, I got to drive cars that you could only dream of. Like I saw one, I remember when the Grand National came out. I was at the oh, Tri-County man. Flea Market, and a guy turned the corner in his black, I'm like, what did he do to that Monte Carlo? Because I never saw it before. And it was, it was, it was it was the, the first year the Grand National came
3: out. Yeah. Yeah, we recently found one in Traverse City during a barn find show and had like no miles on it, like less than 20,000 miles. Pretty really? Yeah. Did you buy it? It's not for sale. Uh, the guy is a real car guy. He works for Haggerty, mm-hmm. and uh, his brother and he bought it together. And he says, "You know what? We always wanted it. We got it. It's been sitting here for twenty years. Uh, I guess it's going to sit for another 20. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, the stories you have and the people you 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 meet on the show is
1: is uh, that that that's really fun. Right? first first the cars are really cool. Who was the guy at the North Pole that had a? Uh, he had, I think it was a sixty nine Trans Am, and then he had a GTO, I think.
3: You know, it's funny because I saw him last week. I was I was in Alaska last week mm-hmm. and I gave a talk at this museum and he showed up, and said, man. Um, yeah, he and his father would would they were muscle car fans. And yeah, they had uh, who was it, Jim Jeffers or something like that, who was the head of Pontiac uh, division back then. And they bought his personal transam, which was the, the, the first transam was the prototype car. Mm-hmm. White blue stripes, it had that cool spoiler in the back that went down. Um, and they buy these cars in the lower 48 and, you know, they, they ship them up there and they've, you know, they've got Torino's, uh, GTO's, Chevelle's. Yeah. I drove. Was it? No, I said there's a bunch of crazy car people up in Alaska and they only have this condensed window of time to use, use them. They got, and they got 24 hour sunlight. So they're out driving muscle cars all night long. Yeah. Alaska's nuts. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I drove a uh, a 70 uh, Judge convertible Ram Air 4. I think there was only there was only 17 of those made.
3: What a rare,
1: rare car. Yeah. Yeah. I drove <sighs> on the Great Lakes Dragway. I was shooting something and I got to drive that car and I went, there's not a lot of these. And the guy goes, no, nope, don't break it. What color was it? Blue. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, blue ah. with, the, with, the, with the fender, you know, those those fender, oh, thing, yeah. fender decals. Mm-hmm. Judges were pretty darn special cars. Yeah. Yeah. And you 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 know how uh, you, you know how DeLorean got around it, Uh no. the horsepower. He said, "Oh, it's an option. It's just an option." That that's how they can, they can order these things.
3: Wow. Yeah. So I, I, on our on this trip, I just was I just drove from Key West, Florida, to Dead Horse, Alaska, and uh-huh. we stopped just outside of Sturgis because this woman had this huge collection of tractors. Actually, her, she and her husband huge collection of tractors. So okay, well, let's go talk to a lady about tractors. And they had these case tractors all over the place in the weeds and in the barns. And I get around the back and there's a judge sitting all like sideways kind of ramshackle on flat tires with, with snow tires and sleds piled on top of it. I said, is that a, yeah. She said, that's a judge. Mm-hmm. First one I've found. Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow.
1: Yeah. My favorite, I, I'm partial to, and I have, I have models up here on my, Hey, I'll show you. I got the, that's the 67. Obviously, Oh a, yeah. The 65 with the blue one. Uh, and there's the '67 up by the godfather. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like the, the the '66s. I like the '67s were like a little bit bigger and more swoopy, and I like the stacked headlights. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, the, the Pontiac, and the only reason Pontiac went is Buick survived uh, when GM went through the we lost our lease phase. Um, when they went bankrupt, the only reason Buick survived is because of China, because they sell a lot of Buicks in China, so they make oh, money internationally with Buick, and Pontiac had to go. I know it's so sad yeah, Yeah. well, all the other stuff, all the other stories you have and the people and the characters you bring to light in the car, there was the guy red in Utah. Was that the guy with that giant junkyard that no one's been in it for 10 years? It was like it was like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Uh,
3: Yeah, I I, I don't as opposed to American Pickers, which they have everything planned out. They have Mm -hmm. people scouts go out and check everything before they ever hit the ground. I just like to hit the ground and, and find cars, talk to people. Mm-hmm. And so we landed in St. George, Utah, which I had never been to. And uh, I, I had my Woody. I, I Haggerty shipped the Woody out there. And so I land and I pick up the Woody and I'm driving around. And like for a day and a half, I found a Volkswagen Squareback, And that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, this is going to be a waste of time. And so I start, I went to a cars and coffee and they said, you know, there's this guy, Reds. You got to check him out, but he's he, he won't let anybody in there. But then I started to find cars. But every time I found a car, I'd hear about Reds. You can't get in there, but wow. And so finally, after four days, let's go out and check out Reds. So he's way on the outskirts of town in the desert. And it's, uh, I think it was 22 acres. And it was a seven-foot concrete wall around the whole place. And this place had been closed for 20 years. And wow. so I, I pulled my Woody up right along parallel to the fence and i stood on the running board and i peeked over like holy mackerel look at all these cars and so i said what a shame like and everybody in town is afraid of the guy he's out of he's closed out of business so there's an old tow truck i could see and i got the phone number off the door of the tow truck and i called it up i just said you know uh hi i guess this and it it said beep it didn't say a message it said beep and i didn't even know if it was recording so I, i I said, "Hi, this is Tom Cotter. I'm driving around town in a 1939 Ford Woody wagon, looking for old cars to uh, to film. I don't want to buy them. I just want to film them and find out, you know, how they got there, or whatever. Please call me. Left my phone number. Ten o'clock that night. This is this is Red. I saw your Woody driving around town. I'll meet you there at ten o'clock in the morning. And he opened up the gates for us mm-hmm. and." He said, the only thing I ask is that you don't take a picture of me. I don't want to be on the video. I don't want any pictures. No cameras facing me. Yeah, I got but to have a, like that. You know, I have this young guy, Jim, and he'll walk you around and talk about the cars. And you can ask me questions, but that's it. Nice, 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 nice man. We spent the whole day there. And, I mean, he had amazing cars. And out there, there's no rust. There's no, uh-huh. there's no rain. It's a desert. And we get done. I say goodbye say goodbye to red say goodbye to jim and two weeks later jim calls me he says you know red died last night mm. i said wow really and he said i just want to let you know that your business card was on his kitchen counter you have no idea how much that day meant to him oh. and he the biggest regret he has is that he didn't allow you guys to take a picture of him so, wow so I, I called the, the producer for Haggerty and I told him this and he said, I have a picture of him. When he wasn't looking, he uh. shot this picture. So I, I said, I sent it to Jim. I said, Jim, I got it. Here's a picture of him. And it's like, he looks like the Marlboro man, like <laughs> this rugged Western guy. And, uh, his daughter called me crying. She says, you have no idea what this means to me. My father talked about that for the last two weeks, then he died. And so they wound up using that, in, in the obituary, that picture, and also on the mask card at the funeral home. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, so the story is not about the cars stacked up in his junkyard, GTOs and cool Camaros and stuff. The story is about a man who lost his wife a year earlier, and he, he had a broken heart. Yeah. And, you know, we, we we brought a little sunshine to his the last days of his life. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. The thing about that is
1: everyone's got a story. You know, everyone's got a story. Everyone's got their their their, their car, their story to connect mine is a 57 Starfire Olds. Uh that was my father's the 98 he bought as a kid. He built it. He, that was the legend in our family. Had the J2 in it. He put a Continental Kit on the back of it. He button tucked the the um he button tucked the upholstery and he did kitchens and bathrooms. So he took chrome cabinet knobs <laughs> and put it in the grill. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Jeez. And the overhang from the rear tire, Tom, from the rear tire to the back of the Continental kit was six feet. My mother took her road test in that car and she she had to, she had a parallel park on Liberty Avenue and she backed up and was knocking garbage cans off the sidewalk because the reach of that car was so big. Yeah. I found one. I was working at Barrett Jackson and uh, there was one blue and white just like my pop had. And uh, yeah. I sat next to John Stalupe. You know, John? Oh, yeah. Yep. So I'm sitting next to Stalupi up in the VIP and he's bidding on the car. Tom, I'm sweating. It's not my money and I'm sweating. It's like 90000 I go,
3: oh, yeah, we're going to lose it, Jimmy. Nah, I'm going to
1: make the guy sweat. He, he bought the thing for like hundred and twenty grand, so I know it went to a good home. But it was his appreciation of those cars in the 50s. And that's when he was a kid. And I think that's what does it. It's like music, too. The best music happened when you were a kid. Yeah. And the best cars happened when you were a kid, because you were impressionable. I'm never gonna be that excited about anything again. I'm never gonna be uh, excited yeah, as when that it. Corvette turned the corner and I went, "Daddy, that's a spaceship." You know. Yep. Yeah. And I that's think it. that's what. And I and that, that's I enjoy watching your show because it brings back, like, "Ooh, look at that!" You know. It's like look at the, It triggers the the if then go to statement in my head with those cars.
3: Yeah, you know I, what I try to do on my show is to to make it authentic. I, mm. I'm a am I'm, I'm seriously a car guy, mm-hmm. and I, I think it comes out and people realize that pretty quick that you know this guy's real. He's he's not going to buy something, flip it. I don't even want to buy them. I just want to look at them mm-hmm. and hear their story and move on. Well, that's, I,
1: look, I enjoy I enjoy the show. I, I there is a spontaneous nature to it. I will tell you what I really <laughs> like about it. I like when you open up a hood and a raccoon runs out.
3: That's happened more than once. Dogs, <laughs> cats, and actually it was a possum. And I screamed like a little girl and ran away. I mean, you, know, did you ever see a dead possum? They have these big teeth. Yeah. And, this, and that ah, rat tail. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can I ask you about the, uh, you actually found the Lincoln that they used in The Godfather. The one that where Sonny got shot on a causeway. You found oh, yeah. that Lincoln.
3: Oh yeah. And you know, that was at a place Uh, in rural north carolina where that was probably you know one of the least impressive cars like Mm -hmm. this guy unbelievable he would buy cars mostly muscle cars back during the gas crisis nobody wanted 454 chevelles and 426 hemi uh, uh superbirds and he'd buy them cheap restore them new interiors new paint job rebuild the motor new tires and put him in a building and put him in a building. And now he's got like a hundred cars in, in all these buildings all around his property. And now the ceilings are leaking. And you know, these cars are flat tires and there's mice in them. It's like, oh God, what a sad story. But uh he was a big Lincoln collector. Um mm-hmm. these those beautiful old cabriolets and three window coupes with the like the real short top and the long deck and a long hood. Yeah. Old twelve cylinder and uh when, when the movie, the shooting of the movie was over, you know, he, he inquired about that car and bought it for next to nothing. So it's got all the bullet holes in there. It's and still it's got a thing. sign next to I guess it might have been on display somewhere because yeah. it had a sign, you know, this was the car. Yeah. That's amazing. And so did you buy that one or is it still there? No, I didn't buy it. He, no. he wasn't selling anything. Didn't you find a Stanley Steamer once? Yep. Stanley Steamer in uh, Montana.
1: And that's where the term balls out comes from on the uh, the steam engines. Cause there's, there's two balls that swing around. And as you go faster, they, 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 they go out, 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 out. So balls out is when it, when a steam engine is nailed. See,
3: I thought it had something to do with genitalia. Okay. Now,
1: now, but while coming from long Island, you would dude go balls out. The cops ain't here. It's Thursday. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for your time, Tom. I could, I could sit and talk to you all day. I really enjoyed the book. Thank you for sending me uh Thank you for sending it to me. Thank you for sending to me. The book is called Secrets of the Barn Fine Hunter. Uh, It is by Tom Cotter. And they can get this on your website, yes?
3: They can get it on um, Amazon. They can get it on Motorbooks. Or what I like for people to do is go to their local independent bookstore in town and order it. Because those people really need your business.
1: Yes, yes. Support your local business. Uh, And the show is called uh, Barn Barn Fine Fine
3: Hunter. It's on every other Tuesday.
1: Every other Tuesday on Haggerty, uh, Haggerty's YouTube channel. And uh, I frequent it. I frequent it a lot. I, uh, I watch you. I watch my friend Magnus uh, and you bring a little joy to my life, my friend. So thank you so much. I hope we get a chance to kick some tires and have some more laughs. Okay.
3: That'll be a blast. I'll see you down at Hot Rod Burger King. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Bye-bye. Right. My name is Tom Cotter and that was 30 Minutes. I'll live to get back and neither will you.
1: Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And you know what? I think I'm going to show you my back end. No! No! Shut up, Phil.
2: You can host the best backyard barbecue. You find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside.